Welcome back to another beautiful Sunday afternoon. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope your weekend is going good. I hope you guys are buying and just, you know, living it up on the weekend. All right, that's what it's for. To get away from the dumb work week that we always have to go back to. All right. So, if you don't know where you are and you don't know who I am, you are at the Rainy Day Horror Show with the best. And I would say... Hold on, I got a burp. I just had some Oreos, so, you know. Boy, those suckers are just so good. Kicking in right. But anyways, you're with me, Dusty McBalls, a.k.a. the Sudified Cougar Hunter, a.k.a. the man with the biggest set of testicles just hanging off the face of this earth. Alright? Now, on today's episode, we have a... Voodoo Queen, one of the, I you know, biggest people, I would probably say, within the voodoo community, you know, Marie Laveau, and this is interesting, kind of an urban legend, not really, she's an actual person, but there's a lot of legends surrounding her, so this is going to be an interesting episode, okay, but before we get into it, Strap those Crocs on, it's adventure time. Alright, it's time to go into adventure mode. And we will, you know, fucking have fun taking a trip to New Orleans to learn about the Voodoo Queen. And that's pretty much it, yeah. Get something to eat, get something to drink, you know. Don't want you parched, don't want you hungry. You know, I want this enjoyable for you, as it is for me, okay. And then... Yeah, after the episode, I have a few things I need to talk about, but we will we'll cover that at the end, okay? So, without further ado, let's get into the story, the person, the figure, Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen. So, Marie Laveau, the voodoo New Orleans queen, was born on September 10th, 1794 in the French quarters of New Orleans. Marie is the daughter of a wealthy Creole plantation owner, Charles Laveau, and his mistress, Marjorette, I think that's how you say it, Marjorette de Cantrell. Yeah, I don't really know how to, it's not Mar- Margaret, because it doesn't. it's not spelled the same, but I think it's Marjorette. I don't know. I'm probably going to get railed by you guys in the comment section, but that's fine. Now, Marie had a pretty good childhood for, you know, being black and growing up in the late 1700s and early 1800s. We know in American history how fucked up those times were, okay? So, she actually compared to, you know, most people around her, you know, that are people of color. She grew up pretty good, pretty okay. Now... She lived on her dad's plantation, where she would go to school and become educated. She also even studied to become a hairdresser. She was a devout Christian and allegedly went to Mass every day of her life. Okay? When she was 25, she married her first husband, Jacques Paris. I don't know if it's Jacques Paris or if it's Jacques Paris, but I like Jacques Paris. It sounds more, I don't know, what's the word, 
exotic. So I'm going to say Jacques Paris. And he was a free person of color from Haiti. Now, Jacques allegedly moved to New Orleans, Louisiana in 1809. And he was part of a huge, like, Haitian immigration to New Orleans because of the Haitian Revolution in 1804. And with all of these, you know, Haitian immigrants flooding into New Orleans along with the free people of color and other slaves, it really helped, like, revive the voodoo practices within the culture. And after Paris and Laveau got married, they had a very strong five years together before he went missing in 1824, which ultimately ended up being like he ended up being presumed dead because his body was never found. But here's the thing. That's what Marie was telling everybody. She was telling them that, you know, he just he died, couldn't find him, and that was that. But allegedly there's evidence that suggests he abandoned her and he abandoned her with, you know, two kids that they had together. And now she has to raise everything, but I don't know. I don't know. It could be that, or it could be, you know, the whole 1700s, 1800s thing with, like, hangings and stuff like that. Maybe he wasn't well-liked in the community. I don't know, okay? So don't quote me on it, but there is, you know, I don't really know, okay? I don't really know which one to believe. There was no distinct answer, so... If there's evidence that he just upped and left her with two kids for her to raise on her own, that's probably what happened. But we also know in the United States what was going on in the 1700s and the 1800s, right? Even the 1900s, even in today. So, I, I, I don't know. It never, it didn't give out a clear, you know, explanation. But... After her husband's quote-unquote abandonment or quote-unquote death. Um, however, you just, you know, want to fucking look at it or want to, you know, dissect it. She started working as a hairdresser dressing the hair of wealthy white and Creole women of New Orleans. And this is where the legend officially starts a little bit. On Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen, okay? Since Marie was, you know, well known in the community for, you know, dressing people, dressing people's hair, you know, getting them all pretty and stuff, she one day, you know, decided to also do some nursing stuff, like, which consisted of, like, helping in and doing minor surgeries and she would even let some patients with like illnesses, whether it was hay fever, something like that, the flu, the Spanish flu, whatever. You know, I don't think the Spanish flu was around them, but a disease like that, she would actually let them come to her home where she would nurse them back to health. And while she was doing that, around 1826, she entered a common law marriage with Luis Christophe don't do oh my god Doomsnill Doomsnill I think is how you pronounce it Doomsnill de Glapion okay and he was like 
a white settler who was a member of a very, very prominent and wealthy family within the New Orleans community. Now, to answer your question on why they, you know, had to enter a common law marriage, it is simply because he was white and she was black and interracial marriage was illegal at the time. Interracial dating was, you know, wasn't like, it wasn't frowned upon, but it just, you know, they tolerated it, okay? And especially with, you know, two people being well, well, one being well-liked in the community by a lot of people and another, you know, rich guy. So they didn't really have, you know, a say in what was going on. So they didn't really bother those two. Now, after they would get married, well, get that common law marriage, Marie and Louis would have 15 fucking kids back to back. Like, one was born, they popped in another one in the oven and let that sucker cook for another nine months and then just kept on just giving babies, I guess. And... This, having 15 kids is what ultimately ended her career in the hairdressing and nursing business so she could focus all of her energy on raising her kids, you know, be a good mother to the kids, be a good, you know, husband, not husband, (laughs) not husband, but, you know, a good wife and a good mother. So that's what she did, but her force in the community never really lost power. And while she was raising her kids, this was like when she decided to become the fucking voodoo queen and her clientele from hairdressing literally followed her into her practices where she would hold these ceremonies that I will talk about in a little bit, okay? Now, voodoo has been practiced in New Orleans for hundreds of years. I think it's just ever since New Orleans became a state, it just, they just started practicing voodoo. Like that's how long it has been there. And if you don't know what voodoo is, it is a form of magic that can only be practiced by people of African or Haitian descent. Okay. It's also, I've seen on some places where it's also labeled as a religion. Okay. So in other words, any of you races that aren't Haitian or African, do not, I repeat, do not fucking try voodoo, especially if you're fucking white, okay? Do not try it. I've heard horror stories specifically about white people and some other, you know, races that have tried voodoo, and it is bad like it is bad like I've heard I don't know I know a little bit about voodoo but I've heard that you know if you're white you can if you know if you go into trying to do voodoo you can like get seriously ill from spirits that you talk to you can get seriously you can get killed from some of the spirits that you talk to it's just it's just really if you aren't like black or Haitian, do not try it. Don't. Don't. Because one, it is very, it's a very sacred and religious practice that's a part of their culture. So, just don't fucking try it. It is 
I've heard so many horror stories within like some of the people that I talk to and stuff like that. They practice magic. I've heard people just people dying from doing it from the spirits and stuff like that. That's how like sacred and just, you know, how huge it is within that culture. Like it is do not try it. I am so terrified to try voodoo and I'm never going to try voodoo, but I'm just saying, okay, that's, that's, you know, I guess that's just the thing that's known about voodoo when you're in, like when you practice magic and stuff like that, there's always that, um, boundary with voodoo and just to like lighten it up a little bit. Because not only is it super dangerous, because it is one of the most potent fucking forms of magic. People also give it a bad rep, alright? They give it a bad reputation. And there's nothing bad about voodoo. There really, really isn't, okay? It's just like, you know, any other... Even though it's magic, it's just like any other religion, okay? So there's nothing bad about it. I know most, you know, people think that voodoo is black magic and it's not every magic that is practiced there is some form of black magic attached to it so like whether that's wicca that's the only one that can come to mind because i'm not really well versed in the magic world but that is what i'm saying okay every form of magic whether it's voodoo wicca whatever it is they all have forms of dark magic attached to it. It's not only black magic. It just happens, like I said earlier, to be one of the more potent and stronger forms of magic you can practice. The only other form of magic that I think is almost as potent or equally to as potent as voodoo is Egyptian magic. I know Egyptian magic can get real, real potent too. I've read about that before. So, I'm just saying, okay, the whole gist of what I'm saying here is if you are not black or Haitian, do not fucking try, okay? Because it can seriously hurt you. It can fuck you up. Trust me. I've heard horror stories of it, alright? Okay, so, back to my other story. Sorry about that little rant. I just wanted to give you guys, you know, the correct or semi-correct knowledge on voodoo magic, okay? Now, Marie learned her voodoo practices from a voodoo doctor named Dr. John or John Bayou. That is the most, like, Louisian, Louisianian, Louisian, Lu, Lu, that is just the most Southern, Lu, oh my God, Louisianian, that's what we're just gonna say. That is the most Southern Louisianian name I have ever heard. I love that. Of course, someone in Louisiana would be allegedly named John Bayou. I love that. It's so funny. It's so... Gosh. Oh, there goes John Bayou going to Hank's hardware store. He's got to get some nails to build the deck. Like, that shit, that shit's so fucking funny to me, right? That shit is so funny. I love that name. I'm going to name one of my... I'm going to name my kid John Bayou one day. That's going to be his nickname. I'm going to call him JB for short. Not Justin Bieber. Fuck you guys for Justin Bieber. All right? I hate Justin Bieber. And I'll tell you why I hate Justin Bieber. When I was in the fourth grade, right? 
Justin Bieber just came out. And all of the girls in, you know, in my class all love Justin Bieber. So I got a little jealous. I was like, gosh. Why, Justin? Why are you doing this to me? They were loving me the other day. And then you popped out on scene singing baby, you fucking weirdo. And you stole them from me. So yeah, me and JB, Justin Bieber, we're beefing right now. We've been beefing since 2010, all right? When you first hopped out on scene, we're beefing, all right? And if I catch you, if I catch you out in public, I'm going to shake your hand, and then I'm going to slap you. And I'm going to pants you in front of everybody, and then I'm going to run away because I'm a scared little bitch, all right? I don't know if you're part of the Illuminati or what's going on, but I'm just saying... You're going to feel my wrath, Justin Bieber, all right? But anyways, John Bayou, great name. I'm going to name my kid John Bayou someday. Now, by 1830, she was one of, like, several. Marie was one of several voodoo queens in New Orleans. And in Laveau's voodoo practices, she actually combined her voodoo beliefs with her Christian beliefs. Like I said earlier, she was a hardcore Christian woman. She loved going to church, right? And in her like voodoo ceremonies, she would use holy water, incense, statues of the saints, and Christian prayers, which helped make her like voodoo and hoodoo. If you don't know what hoodoo is, it's the magical rituals associated with voodoo. And it made adding that Christian belief to it made it more acceptable and appealing to like the richer families in New Orleans, the richer white families in that community. Now, Laveau's beliefs were recognizing spiritual forces that can either be kind or mischievous and that these spirits watch over daily life and intercept with the lives of their followers. She also believed that you can connect with these spirits through dancing, music, singing, chanting, and the use of snakes. Yes, she did not, when she was doing these ceremonies, she just did not, you know, specifically invite um, people of color. She invited everybody. It was an open house to everybody. Anybody that wanted to come could come and show up, right? That was just her way, and that's just how she allowed it, because I know... A lot of people in the voodoo community, they don't do that. They don't allow that. So they keep it within, you know, their culture, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying she was one of those people that was just let the more the merrier is what I'm trying to say. That's how she was. Now, Laveau's voodoo ways launched her to the top of the list amongst other voodoo practitioners, voodoo queens in her, you know, in New Orleans, I was going to say in her area, but really in New Orleans. And she would, you know, hold these spiritual ceremonies in the Congo Square, which was one of the most segregate, segregated, no, segregated parts of New Orleans at that time. And when she'd hold these ceremonies in Congo Square, she would, you know, like I said earlier, invite people from different races, different ethnic backgrounds to join her. Now, not only did her spiritual practices he Hold on. 
not only did her spiritual practices, not only did she, you know, open up her spiritual practices to the public, but she also held secret voodoo meetings between like white men and black women at this place called the Mason Blanc, I think is how you pronounce it. And Laveau actually made good income at these ceremonies because, you know, even though attending these ceremonies were free, she would sell, I think it's grease grease. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. I'm sorry if I offended anybody with how I pronounce that, but it is an amulet originating from Africa and it is believed that this amulet would protect the wearer from evil or it would bring good luck. She would also sell charms, magical powders to cure ailments, and she would also become a fortune teller, and she made custom grease greases for people needing to, you know, affect, like, not like affect it, but like, you know, if they needed it for a cure, they'd wear it. If it was for a charm or like a hex, she made custom grease greases for those. Now, even though she was loved by a lot of people within the New Orleans community, she was also feared by many of the citizens that didn't understand like her magical powers, her magical ways. Re researchers say that the reason she was so feared was because she had an ear in wealthy and in, she had an ear in like the wealthy like communities and basically knew what was going on because when she was a hairdresser you know it's like going to a barbershop or like um a salon today you know you just start talking to the person you start telling them what's going on in your life if you're really close with them you just spill everything so it was basically that kind of situation so people were scared if like let's say she went to one family that was really wealthy like let's just say the mayor of New Orleans, right? She went over to the mayor's house to do his wife's hair, right? Now, she likes the mayor and she likes the mayor's wife, but, you know, she has an issue with who the mayor is running against in whatever election, right? She could put, a, you know, she could listen and then she could put a hex or a curse on the guy that the mayor is beefing with and you know, if it was like, you know, oh, he's not going to win the election. I'm going to make sure you're going to win the election, you know, do a little curse so he can't win or something like that to make sure like plans would fail or to hurt somebody. So people were afraid that since she had that ear, you know, and people were telling her a bunch of stuff, she could, you know, use that to hurt people that she didn't like. All right. Now, as she became more and more powerful, the news of her abilities spread. She would soon, you know, have people showing up at her cottage on St. Anne Street in the French quarters to do private rituals with her and with her. And at some point, she actually started getting involved in exorcisms and would make offerings and sacrifices to spirits. But with her rise in power, the fear happened to also grow with it. More and more people started to fear Laveau, and the local newspaper even wrote, this is funny. It's mean, but it's funny. In quotes, 
And I quote, The notorious hag who reigns over the ignorant and superstitious as the queen of the voodoos, but... This is what it wrote. The notorious hag who reigns over the ignorant and superstitious as the queen of the voodoos, right? But even though she had that awful, dumb, you know, thing, that headline, you know, didn't really scare her and it didn't stop her, right? She continued to heal, you know, the sick and she kept her doors open to anyone wanting to use her powers for like fame and fortune, control over their lovers, to get pregnant, and to exact revenge on one's enemy. And she did all of, all of this until she retired. Well, not really retired, but semi-retired. And Marie Laveau would retire in the year of 1875, but like I said, she would still, you know, do some things like give readings at her house and she would visit the sick and like the poor and heal them and help them out. Marie Laveau would then peacefully pass away in her home on, on Marie Laveau would then pass away peacefully in her home on June 15th, 1881 at the age of 86. She lived a very long good life, right? After she passed away, she was then buried at St. Louis Cemetery in the Laveau-Glapion family crypt. Also, in this cemetery, there is another tomb slash vault that's called the Voodoo Vault or the Wishing Vault. And people will go to that specific vault and they'll draw three X's on it. And allegedly, if you do that, Marie Laveau's spirit will come to you and grant you, you know, three wishes of your choosing. Kind of like a genie, right? She's not a genie, but it's kind of, it's the same concept. And people would also leave like small gatherings on Marie's tome. Marie's tome would also leave small gatherings on Marie's tomb, such as coins, Mardi Gras beads, candles, etc. Okay. Just anything that they thought, felt like she wanted, they would do it. Now, even though she has passed on, she's not in the living world anymore. She still, you know, has like this huge role in New Orleans today. Gamblers will shout Marie Laveau's name when throwing dice for good luck. And there are tales of people seeing the voodoo queen spirit walking the streets of New Orleans. And allegedly her tomb, this is surprising, I didn't know this. Her tomb gets more visitors than Elvis Presley. Now that's allegedly, I don't know if that's true. But from where I researched, that's what they said. So don't quote me on that, all right? Now, not only do these, you know, now not only does she live on through urban legends, but she also lives off, she also lives on through her offspring. Specific, well, not specifically one, but like 15 different kids. But one of her 15 kids, Marie Laveau II, continued her mother's work but never could fully fulfill her mom's shoes. And allegedly Marie II was more feared than her mom because she lacked the warmth and compassion that her mom had. And she, Marie II was more focused on fear and subservience. 
And she did this. She started out just like her mom did, you know, started as a hairdresser. And then eventually she owned a bar brothel. And then she also owned the, the Mason Blanc house where she would ha- where she would hold, you know, lavish parties, champagne, exquisite, top of the line food, music, naked black girls dancing for white men, politicians and high officials. Now, this was this was a bad place, right? This is where this is for, you know, the uh what is it? The the corrupt. That's what I'm trying to say. The corrupt, the corrupt officials, the politicians, people that wanted to, you know, let loose for a night and, you know, not have to worry about consequences because they were protected in this house. So, and the reason they were protected in this house was because the authorities feared that Marie II would curse them. She also kept the tradition of overseeing all voodoo ceremonies in New Orleans. And Marie Laveau II, she was born on February 2nd, 1827, and died in the 1890s from drowning in a lake. Which is funny. It's Lake Pont Charton, I think. Pont Pont Chart Pont Charton. I don't know how to say it. It's a uh, it's a Native American lake. It has a Native American name, so I don't know how to I don't know how to say it. But imagine that you are one of the most feared voodoo practitioners. All right, your mom just died. She had you know a really big name, and you have the cops in fear, and you drown in a lake. How embarrassing is that? No disrespect to either of them, right? But I'm just saying, that's so funny. Yeah, I scared the cops, but I drowned in a lake. That is so funny to me. I think that's so funny. Kind of embarrassing. I would be embarrassed if I died like that, but that's kind of funny. All right. Now, today, voodoo is heavily influenced by Marie Laveau I, not her daughter. Voodoo practitioners' main focus in today's time is to serve others and influence the outcome of life the connection with na- influence the outcome of life through the connection with nature, spirits, and ancestors. Voodoo methods today include readings, spiritual baths, special hold on, specially de- specially devised diets, spiritual specially devised diets, prayer and personal ceremony. This voodoo is often used to cure anxiety, addiction, depression, loneliness, and, you know, other, like, diseases or ailments, okay? It seeks to, you know, help the hungry, the poor, and the sick, just like the great voodoo queen of New Orleans, Marie Laveau, once did, right? See, she's interesting. She's really, really cool. I need to go to, I really want to go to New Orleans to, because my parents went there with my, with my younger brother, and, oh, they said it was, well, they said the town, the city smelled like shit, but that's, you know, that's what everybody hears about New Orleans, but I'm just saying, like, I would love to go there just because they have a bunch of stuff there that I want to see, like, Nicolas Cage's tomb, and I think Marie Laveau's tomb and Nicolas Cage's pyramid tomb, I think they are in the same cemetery together. I could be wrong, but I think they are. But yeah, I'm going to go visit her tomb. 
go vi visit Nicolas Cage's pyramid tomb. I would like to go to the Museum of Death. There's a lot of stuff. Maybe do a haunted tour down there. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's spooky about Louisiana, New Orleans specifically. So it'd be fun. Um, though there's a serial killer I'm going to do in the future that was from New Orleans. And he actually called into the Howard Stern show and he admitted to all the women that he killed. He calls himself Clay. It was really interesting. I'll have to do an episode on that shortly. But yeah, that's Marie Laveau, um, the voodoo queen. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you guys today, except I'm going to just run it over real quick. Um, if you haven't voted, you go out and vote. It's going to be on my story. Um, you can vote once a day. I don't know if I explained it correctly, but you guys can vote once a day, even if you already voted. If you put a credit card on file, they don't take, you know, money from you, okay? I've... It's just a dollar anyways, but they don't take money from you. Unless, you know, you can donate money. Not really don't. Well, yeah, you can give money to it. So here, let me, let me, let me break it down for you. So, when you go to vote, you can either do one vote and you sign in through your Facebook so you can get verified that you're a real person and not a bot. Second one is you can either put a credit card on file where it says it only takes a dollar, but... It gives you the dollar back once everything is done. And you get two free votes a day. Or if you want to go above and beyond that, which, you know, you don't have to if you don't want to. I'm not saying do this, okay? But you can do like this. There's this um, charity that's tied to this voting. And you can actually donate like $10. I think it starts at a minimum of $10. If you use $10, it gets you... 10 votes okay you can you can start at 10 and you can go as high as you have as high as you want right but that is up to you guys if you want to do that i'm not saying do that i understand you know today's economy with all of like the inflation and shit it's expensive a lot of shit is expensive now so i'm not saying go ahead and do that i'm just saying if you want to you can um but yeah that thank you for all the support with that you guys who you know who are voting and doing all that I appreciate it a lot and the people that are sharing it on their stories to get other people I love all of you okay I love you all all right so thank you you guys are awesome and just let's keep let's keep voting all right skip me to the top right now I'm in fifth that's okay though all right because there's levels to it so after this round you have to place in the top 20 to advance and then after that top 15 top 10, top 5, this this whole contest goes on for a few months, okay, I think it's like 2-3 months, I think it ends in November, but I'm just letting you guys know this is a lengthy one, okay, but go out and vote, go do that, Um, if you want to buy a sweatshirt, DM me on Instagram, custom made sweatshirt, one of one, you tell me what you want on it, I get the materials, I shoot you a price, and yeah, that's basic. Yeah, and then that's basically it. It's a one of one, so it's nobody else is gonna have that specific design, or anything about it. So that'll be for you guys. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. I might start doing live shows at in November. I might start doing live shows in November. I don't officially know yet, but stay tuned for that. Or I might do one on Halloween. That'd be kind of fun. I might do one on Halloween, but. 
Stay tuned for that. What else are we doing? Um, this Wednesday, episode coming out with Gabby at noon. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be really fun. And then what else? Oh, Crypticon. I'm going to be there in the mini- at the Minneapolis Crypticon. So if you're there, pop out, say hi. Let's talk, take a photo. I don't really care. Whatever you want. So accept money because that's something I don't have. But that's pretty much it. You know, let's get through this work week and then let's party it up next weekend. All right. Halloween's almost here. So remember, stay frosty, stay foxy. And most importantly, the most important thing in this whole fucking universe, or you will end up in one of my episodes. Don't test me. You know, I will do it too. You know, I will do it. All right. Stay safe. I love y'all. Deuces. <laughs>